0: So I called you to tell you I was going to be a little late because I was in the middle of cooking. Well, then I realized what I was cooking can wait until we're done for me to finish actually putting them together. So, can't be a super long show today because I'm sure you've got other stuff to do. That's the weird thing about recording in the middle of the day. I don't know if I like it. Yeah, I don't like it. okay i'm
1: gonna tell you i don't like it the only reason i didn't suggest a later time than now is because like i know you need time to edit
0: and uh so in in future let's let's do later because i don't have to edit too much with our show once we get going i don't know have you ever went back and listened to technically working i know you didn't with dm that often
1: um i listened to an episode but it's been a while ago
0: yeah Uh, i don't do a lot of editing
1: I tend not to go back and listen to the show because I was there already. I know what I said because I was there when I said it. Until the next week when it's time to record and I can't remember what I said.
0: Right and then it's like, what, <laughs> to, maybe we should add that to our routine hey first of all i want to thank bedrock innovations if you don't know about demossi 's company he did not even know he's going to do this uh you should reach out to him and he might get back to you i don't know what he's doing right now with bedrock innovations but if it wasn't for bedrock innovations i could honestly say um well i i have to say that bedrock innovations is what brings technically working to you as i signed in with demossi's account i should i should shout him out for that cuz he's the one who pays for that um so appreciate that and yeah we're recording at a different time than normal demossi uh i had a birthday party to go to so i knew i was going to be past the 7 p.m. 9 p.m. your time um and you had some stuff going on too uh, yeah, we'll work on recording later on in the evening if we have to delay it, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's technically working, man. We have to mm-hmm. move stuff around. Honestly, I didn't really remember that I had this event coming up until... Um, so here's actually what happened, and I need to fix this on my calendar, for some reason I don't see the event that I created as a recurring event for technically working uh. anymore on my calendar. I have no idea what's going on. Michael still sees it as far as I know. Yep. Tia still sees it because I shared the event. So she would know when I was recording. So on the odd occasion, when we do have to move recording days, she would see that the time was moved, but I don't see him, but I'm the one who created them. Somebody, <laughs> you know, explain that to me. Uh, at and you've rate. tried
0: multiple different sets and, and all calendars and going to the web yeah, I mean, and everything. I mean
1: I've got, yeah, I've gone to calendar.google.com because I'm like, well maybe it's a weird hookup between Fantastic Al and, and and Google that I need to resolve, but let me see if it's on the Google. Nope, it's not there at all. So yeah. I, I don't know. I may have to ask Michael to see if he can share the my event with me <laughs> <laughs> Invite me to my own event, please, sir. Uh the side effect of not having this on my calendar, and I, I've known this, but this really has highlighted to me the importance for me. Maybe everybody's not the same way. Uh, there are certainly people I know that should be this way. Uh, but if I don't put something on my calendar, uh-huh. or as Michael can attest, if I don't add things to doist for reminders, um, I will forget them. And it's not intentional, but I forgot that we had to record until yesterday afternoon. Like, it literally struck me around, two, what time did I call you?
0: yeah two or three maybe a sheer time
1: yeah so like that's when i actually thought about oh crap i got this this bep kind of <laughs> thing coming up this evening and i completely forgot that uh, I i gotta record and i ain't talked to mike this week at all
0: at all like last time we talked was when we recorded which was really weird
1: yeah it was super weird i thought about that kind of in the middle of the week i said like, man i gotta call mike because i ain't talked to him uh, but because this wasn't on my calendar, and for people being aware, like that this is just how things work for me. I know everybody's not the same way. Uh, but I set up my calendar to send me notifications at least twenty-four hours before an event starts. Uh, uh-huh. even if it's a recurring event, right Re- like recording technically working, every Saturday at 830 PM my time, is what the calendar event says. But because I didn't get that notification, I didn't think about even or even wasn't seeing it on my calendar when i was looking at my calendar mm-hmm. like so i didn't it didn't occur to me to reach out to mike and say hey you want to record you know maybe friday night or or something or thursday night or something like try to move the time <laughs> back uh until you know whenever i called michael like two or three of my time yesterday and was like um so we gotta he's like I, I probably will be a little less i actually need to move it to like sunday sometime <laughs> uh because i got a thing and i don't think i'm gonna be back until probably like nine thirty or 10 ish uh and I ended up not getting back here till like twelve because it was way longer than I thought it was gonna be. But it was a good, it was a good, good time. Uh, all, all last. Mike said he had a birthday party. I didn't even know about that because we didn't get to the whole crux of why he needed to be a little bit <laughs> late. I was like, Nah, man, we can't even do it tonight. Because by the time I get back, like it's probably gonna be like ten o'clock, and that's a little unfair because, um, you know, you you got you got family time too. You gotta get in. Uh, so what I actually did for people listening, and this is an attempt to at me, remember this for me, this is the year's year of connecting. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the vendors here who has the welcome center, uh, and I forget which one it is. I, I honestly don't, I think it's the one at the Tennessee Alabama line, but I could, it could be the one on the Georgia Alabama line. I don't really remember, but he was going to be filling in as the base player for, uh, the BEP instructor husband's band uh he had mentioned her husband had mentioned us he's also a BEP rep here uh so he he helps out with the with the vendors in this particular area um for for different things that they need whether it's you know getting equipment or even opening up a new facility things like that you have a BEP rep that serves each region here in alabama so our instructor's husband ha- happens to be a BEP rep. He also plays in a band. And he mentioned us like, oh, you know, we should get Susan to bring you guys out to hear me play or something. we was like, oh, yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, so this was a weekend that he was playing somewhere fairly close to us where she could come by and pick us up. Uh, and because the vendor was also going to be filling in as the bass player, it was a good opportunity to talk with him before they started playing and then when they took their break, which I, I thought was a, you know, good use of time mm-hmm. uh, and did learn some stuff. I learned that box trucks are super expensive. Uh, I probably want to look for some used. I got some ideas out of that though. You know, was like he, he started, or at least the previous vehicle, because he just spent like sixty grand on a, on a new vehicle. Uh, but prior to that, he said he bought a used Aaron's delivery vehicle. Me and Michael are both familiar with Aaron's yep. and their delivery vehicles. So I, was, <laughs> yep. I was like, hey, <laughs> first thing I thought about I was like, oh, there's a lift on that truck. Okay, oh, uh-huh. that's not a bad idea. So we talked around that a little bit. And because for me, this is the year of connecting, like I kind of, and this, this is why I'm trying to force myself to be more social, especially when there's a net gain to be had from the interaction, you know, partially it gets me out to interact with other people, but there's also a net gain. It's not just, you know, socializing just for the hell of socializing, um, so that was good talking to him he also you know gave us some tips on how he you know finds new people when he needs to hire say a new driver or something like that which was a you know fairly good idea because gotta think about and i hadn't thought about it really you got a driver driving your vehicle around sometimes they may have to go places without you but they're even if they are with you you know there's a lot of money a lot of cash money that is around so just want to make sure you're not uh, you got somebody trustworthy. And he says he just asks people that he knows to recommend people to him because they would be aware of, you know, whether or not the person is trustworthy or not, as opposed to, you know, having to resort to doing a temp agency because you don't know who they're gonna send you. Uh so overall it was a net gain for the time spent and because it's the year connection, I was like, Nah, I really should go. Uh, cause I, I get in these modes where like I will agree to go do something with somebody that is like a social event. And then as the time gets closer, um, I get more and more anxious. And like, if, if there's an easy out for me, a lot of times in the past, I would have taken that easy out. Like, oh, I can't do this because I forgot I got to record my podcast, right? Because that's easy. I'm just mm-hmm. talking to Mike at that point. Yep. Uh, and and honestly, like this time last year, I would have taken that out uh, as a reason not to go. Uh, so I'm glad I went. Uh, it did screw up scheduling for us a little bit, but I am glad I went and it's because I am f- forcing seems too strong over word, but I am being more cognizant of the fact that I need to interact with people, uh, partially just to work on my general social skills and partially to make connections because I'm just going to take connections in order to do business.
0: I don't know so. if I like the social democracy though. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm not sure I like
1: that guy either. Uh, Honestly, it's like, man, you know, Uh, I'm not around. Did you tell people we're
0: streaming, by the way?
1: Yeah, I dropped it. earlier.
0: Okay. uh,
1: To iacast.net. Slash Slash listen. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. I got that in there. Also, for those of you listening to the recorded version, that is where you can go typically on Saturdays at, uh, call it 9 central. Yeah. If you want to hear the live stream as we're recording.
0: Or if you just want to hear randomness, because often I tune in there, and for some reason I hear us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's also live, uh, there's also, uh, you know, pre-recorded stuff playing on the times that there's not a live stream going on uh, there. Tia gets a pretty good kick out of Usually when we end our shows on Saturday, I don't know what she's going to get today, but usually (laughs) Saturday night when we end the show, she ends up listening to Carla. Yeah. uh, Yeah. teaching you some spanish words or, or something <laughs> uh, so
0: oh oh someone just sent an email i need to close email when i'm recording <laughs> <laughs> or turn off
1: man i turn off email notifications yeah. like m- m- apple mail and i've been using mime stream for a while for like work email uh because it's, this is all my work email whether it's bedrock or at guys is all google i've been using right. Mime stream I don't know that I'm going to continue to do that. I don't really have any further thoughts about it right now other than I'm just not like, I mean, it's five bucks a month, but uh, the money isn't necessarily the issue It's more or less like I'm not sure I need to keep using it. And I don't know why I just have a feeling about it. Um,
0: so we'll we'll see what happens. I endeavor to try Outlook out on the Mac because Mallory told me that's the best email experience she's had on the Mac is Outlook Granted she's only tried Mac mail and Outlook, but she really likes it, and I've heard positive things about it, so one of these days I'll try it
1: yeah i i, I have such a visceral dislike of Outlook from probably nearly twenty years ago. Wow, that this is hard for me to look. I did look at the iOS app uh, a couple of years back on your recommendation. Uh, i didn't like it
0: yeah so i want to pick your brain today about a tool that we've been talking about and i've been talking about reaper on mastodon so if you're interested in let's see what have we talked about we have talked about how i save my projects because there's a couple of check boxes to check at least in my opinion that you should um, we talk about how I go and configure my paths. And then we w- I recorded an audio. I don't think I've published it yet. Uh, talking about the general settings in Reaper. I feel like there's another thing that I've talked about too. Nope, that's it right now. Paths, saving, and general preferences. Um, I I laid the groundwork for explaining devices in Reaper and... There's a few other preferences that I want to share, Uh, just me going through them. So what I'm doing is something a little different, at least for the Mastodon posts. I'm just recording me pretty much reading slash paraphrasing what Reaper is, what voiceover is telling me in my headphones so they're not hearing me. And then I'm telling you what I'm setting the settings to. And why? And if I don't know what something is, I'm telling you, I don't know what this does, but this is how I have mine set, because there's so much settings in there, I can't even keep it all straight. Um, I'm going to send you my Reaper preferences, because I just mentioned that uh, I don't import my preferences anymore right now, but maybe because I went through this period where I experimented a lot, but I need to get to a point where I can just import them because resetting my computer is inevitable. And then once I can import them, the problem is there's just so much to import. Like, you think it's just your preferences and then you realize your preferences don't import your key maps. And so you got to export your key map uh, when you start setting custom key maps up. And then in Reaper seven with Osara, the latest version, you can set alt key maps. And I just learned about this yesterday. So you can have up to 21 different alternative key maps. um, And those alt key maps can be set based on like if you want to switch to alt key map 3 for example which maybe that's your your mixer key map where everything's related to to routing audio you can switch to that to to stay permanent or you can switch to it so you can hit a keystroke on there and then it automatically switches you back to your default key map and I'm like oh man there's a lot of power in that like I don't I don't even know and then yeah just keeping all your preferences straight has been an interesting experience but I will export my preferences and put those don't we have a GitHub somewhere? This will give me GitHub.
1: We we do have a GitHub repo. yeah But uh, I need to clone that down. I don't actually I think it may be public. Mm-hmm. Give me a sec.
0: Okay. Well he can look that up um real quick how do you spell is it M I M E stream or yes. M I
1: N D stream? no m-i-m-e perfect like mime
0: type like file yep. types yep someone asked for it in chat so
2: um yeah
0: yeah my stream has actually
1: been pretty nice i did a little customization with it to, um because they now have different pro well they have two different profiles right now i'm, I'm hoping they're going to add the ability to make your own custom profiles. But right now I have a personal and a work. So because in BEP, I'm actually using my gmail.com address now because uh, as we share, we're using Google Classroom uh, for stuff in in BEP. I don't think I mentioned that before. I just thought to ask Mike about it today. Uh, But with Google Classroom, because the intent for us is when we come out of the Uh, training program is for us to still have have access to the things that we've gone over and documents that she shared with us and things like that. We're using our personal accounts versus the uh, email addresses that were given to us as students while we're uh, here at Gentry under AIDB Uh, because once you leave, they take your email address away. Uh, (laughs) So I have the Gmail set up, the gmail.com and my stream set up as a personal uh, profile and then in my work profile i have my bedrock email and my at guys email and i've gone in and customized the shortcuts through apple's uh what is it called it's not system preferences anymore uh i still type sp when i get there so to in my system mind it's still System Preferences. yeah system settings okay yeah i still type sp because that's always been my shortcut with, mm-hmm. with launch bar to get the system preferences in the past um and so, it keeps
0: working, so yeah. <laughs> you like, it's I mean, it, it,
1: it still works, so, <laughs> so I'm never going to make that translation to system settings, probably. But in the keyboard section, um, you can go, and you've always been able to do this on the Mac, which is one of the things I love about the Mac. I think I, I threw out a thing on, you might be able to go search my Twitter timeline if you really want to, uh, but it's probably like five years old at this point, where I was like, so... Two advantages of the Mac were the ability to set custom shortcuts in system preferences, now system settings, uh, for an application as well as system-wide. So in my stream, you know, certain commands will take me to different mailboxes uh, so I can quickly get through them. And then there's another set of commands that I customized that are on their menu uh, in order to switch between work profile and personal profile. And uh, the other thing I threw in that tweet, which is also a very nice thing about uh, being on the Mac with voiceover is we voiceover users have a super extended uh, (laughs) level of customizable (laughs) shortcuts and gestures. We can do that. Uh, non-voiceover users don't have access to. So, Hey, uh, I'm sorry for you, I guess. But anyway, Mm i have set up a bunch of custom shortcuts, uh, for MimeStream in particular. And you can do this with any application. Uh, typically the, command you want has to be on the menu one of the menu options in there uh copy that menu option um specifically like you have to spell it out in Mm -hmm. settings exactly the way it is you select the application you want it to apply to and then you set your own custom shortcut for that command and you're good and because it's application specific i can still use those same reuse those same shortcuts in some instances, in different applications because it's application-specific based off what it's going to do. Uh, And very nice features just built into the Mac for everybody. So no sharp keys or Keyboard maestro or... Yeah, none of that stuff is necessary to do that sort of thing. Oh, it is. Okay. Yep. Well, we will. Uh, oh, I think we were going to get it cleaned up and then yeah. possibly share it with people yeah. as an example. So we'll now might be that. a good
0: time to share it with people. So I will update. I'll, I'll add my current backup right now. And then once we get that, then we can explore making that public. Because GitHub is going to be a part of my life next month for sure. Uh, doing this bits Python course, learning Python. Um, I'm excited because. I've tried Python a couple of times, but not really in a group environment. And I think that's what's going to keep me accountable and actually make me follow through with it versus, uh, oh, this is hard. I'm struggling. Let me go do something I can do now because that happens to me a lot of times when I'm trying to learn programming. Um, so Yeah,
1: I'm excited about this course, too, just because I'm, I'm, I've am i been trying different ways of learning programming. Some of it seems to work. Some of it is 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 you know, more difficult or we get to a point that like this isn't working for me to learn. So this will be my first time doing a group uh led instruction for programming as well. And, you know, maybe the accountability will also help because I gotta get my project or whatever task or, or homework we're set mm-hmm. uh done before the next course. So,
0: you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. And Braille is becoming a big thing for me. I'm I'm pushing myself to use more braille with Mac OS. Um, because I'm realizing when I read things I retain how to spell them more. Imagine that, versus listening to voiceover tell me how to spell things. And that's been like I've always tried to rely on screen reader to teach me how to spell things and stuff, and I never retain it. So now I'm at the point where I pretty much just have I just type things the way that I type it and autocorrect will fix it. Don't need to worry about that. But when you're programming, you don't I mean you do have autocorrect. But you don't, if, if that makes sense. And being able to understand more clearly what is that saying and being able to just read it on a display. I will say symbols is something that has thrown me off with Braille because uh, I did not know some of the symbols that I am learning. Um, gravity forms and gravity view. Uh, you have an email you're going to send me, but I'm going to ask what 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 are your thoughts about gravity view? Cause man, the more I look into it, I'm like, why, this is a, a powerful tool. And I really like the, the flexibility of being able to pretty much build out whatever you want. And if there's an example kind of like with gravity Wiz, of something you're looking for their blog or their documentation typically will help you out. Yep. Um,
1: so gravity view for me is one of those tools that I, I've been aware of it for a few years. I only started using it, I want to say, either early part of last year or late 2022. Um, and it's because I had problems to solve that started with gravity forms, uh, information being entered, but then wanting to render that out and customize how people saw that information and who had access to that information. And that's what brought me around to gravity view. And you, if you cursive, you know, unfortunately, like their marketing, sometimes depending on what you see can kind of work against it. Cause it's like, Oh, well I know there, and there are other ways to render gravity forms data out onto a web page. Like the Mm. the gravity view is not the only way to do that. Uh, There's some built in ways to do it with gravity forms uh, directly. But the types, the flexibility of Gravity View, once you really start to get into it, is what is the game changer? Uh, I can, you know, give a couple examples for people listening. Uh, The Double Tap gift guide form was built with Gravity Forms and Gravity View. You entered your information on a Gravity Form. Uh, Once Stephen approved your entry, it got published to a page. Uh, And... Stephen himself went in and added the search uh which was a kind of kind of and not you know saying Stephen doesn't know what he's doing, but you know he this was his first time ever using gravity forms or gravity view at all, and he was able to go in and add a search field to the gravity view view that was being displayed so that people could search for specific things that he may have mentioned on the show that were on the gift guide, so it's a very nice layout mm-hmm. uh internally at a t guys we're currently using gravity view. Uh, to keep track of licenses and also add new license keys for people when they purchase a one of the voice license packs. Mm-hmm. And I got to go show Michael how to go look up a license and add a new license because I've been pretty much managing that. Uh, not that it's been a problem. Up until, you know, I get too busy and I see a license key in the morning, it's like, okay, I'll get that when I get out of class today. And then, you know, by the time <laughs> I get to 4 o'clock, it's like, man, I don't even know if I'm alive or not.
2: It's like, uh, <laughs> Yeah. I really
1: should take a nap because I'm sleepy, but I can't afford to take a nap because I got other stuff to do. I'm going to give you people a tip right now to sometimes take the damn nap. Like, even if you're like, I really have, you know, I got five things I need to get done before I go to bed tonight. Sometimes taking a nap, and it can just be a short nap. It do not have to be a two-hour nap. Like, i found sometimes doing a, what ultimately ends up being like a 45-minute to maybe hour, 15-minute nap um, helps. Because if you try to keep pushing through the exhaustion, your focus suffers and, you know, you either end up making mistakes or overlooking steps that are normally automatic for you. Mm. Uh, such as one day I went to some and I'll use his license key as an example. Like I went to put in a license, I sent the customer their license key mm-hmm. and about 30 minutes later, I realized, oh crap, I did not put that license key in the database. Mm hmm. And the way that I handle the license keys is I select them and I cut them out of the document, out of the, you know, file yeah. that we have that has the list of license keys so it doesn't get reused by mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Clipboard Manager with <laughs> uh, That's all I got to say about that. Whereas oh, typically on any given day when I was working, I would, the steps I would follow, honestly, would be send the customer their license key so that gets done first. And then go immediately put that into the database Um, and we're working on, you know, working on ways to have that automatically happening. So we don't even have to do that. But right now that is the system we have because it made it easier to look up a license and not have to do some of the things we were doing more manually. This is a less manual process once the license is entered, especially to go look up somebody's license key, uh, for them. And like that day, I just completely forgot about that step, uh, Thirty minutes. Did I put that license key in? So I went in search and it's and like, nope, don't see that person's name. I mean, I did not put it in. Uh, yeah. So let me fix that.
0: But we can automate some of that, and that'll be something we'll work on in the near future. But Gravity View and Gravity Forms and being able to pull that gives you a lot of flexibility to to build pretty much whatever you want. Which we've talked about this for years. Um, building that dashboard for your business life that you just work out of your WordPress dashboard. Um, I mm-hmm. think that's the missing glue that could actually build that and put that together uh, in an in a less hacked together way, if that makes sense. Cause there were ways yeah. to do it. But then I was intimidated by it. by the way, I let chat GPT lapse for a week and I felt like a friend died or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. It was it was a rough week.
1: <laughs> yeah, grab so. And Gravity View is a no-code way to do a lot of stuff that you could do in code and gravity forms, but you have to start tearing apart gravity forms and reading their API documentation. And there's still some custom code stuff you can do in addition to it, much like Gravity Wiz. There are some custom snippets and things that you can use to make stuff, you know, more custom or more tailored to what you're exactly trying to do. But Gravity view is a very simple way to do a lot of things. I mean, I've built systems where a user logs in and Everybody has the same page to go to. Let's say, you know, mysite.com slash dashboard. But once you're logged in, what you see is all rendered by gravity view, but it's specific to you. So nobody else will see your data and you won't see anybody else's data, but it's all being pulled from the same form entries. It's all the same view. It's just the customization of saying, uh, match, you know, match these fields. So basically, uh, match the user login email or match the logged in user's email to this field in the form and if those two things are the same that's what view they get rendered uh, so it's very powerful uh does not require a lot of work and as mike has discovered is is actually a lot easier like honestly i look at their layout for building a view and i'm like why why is gravity forms form mm-hmm. building so broken
0: mm-hmm yeah, I'm I'm thinking of like with the importer tool and, and mapping those. Like All you that pick, importer tool. You pick address, and it like, even gives you the extra field so you can map each line to each address line. And th- when I discovered that, I'm like, whoa, that is cool.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing with Gravity View, which is from Gravity Kids at gravitykid.com. Um, we will possibly have an affiliate should...
0: link in the show notes. I'll have to go look and see if you have them.
1: Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. You should reach out to me if I don't. If we don't have one in the show notes, uh, yeah. before you just go buy it. Uh, they do have several different tiers, uh, depending on what you need. Uh, but they have several, and some of these extensions can be bought, you know, separately as well. For example, I think I bought their importer plugin before I ever bought Gravity View because I was trying to import data from a, a, another Gravity form, uh, and I did not. Well, I was trying to import data. So it would be tied to a gravity form. So mm-hmm. I paid for that plugin and used it to get data imported. That's actually how I imported those license keys too. Uh, when we, right. when I first started that, that project uh, and it, it was super easy. I was like, man, this is, this is cool. Gravity kit also has that migrator plugin that we've talked about before on the show that allows you to wholesale move an entire gravity form along with its uh, associated feeds uh, and data. Over to an entirely new site, uh, which is handy because if you built something once and you need it somewhere else, that's an easier way to get it over than trying to rebuild it from scratch. Uh, the Gravity Forms export of JSON doesn't always bring your feeds over, mm. whereas this will just this, this is the equivalent uh, of the WP Migrate plugin for an entire WordPress database. Their Migrator plugin will grab, you know, and you can go through and selectively say, "I don't want this data to come over," or "I don't want that data." Uh, Etc., but it will pull everything over. So you don't have to go. The only thing you're going to have to reconfigure once you pull it in is maybe specifics like, oh, well, the email address needs to be this email that notifications get sent to not, you know, that email. And that's only if you've hard coded an email address in or something. Like if you have just said, use the admin users email, then you don't have to change anything. Super nice. Uh, I've used that a couple of times to move forms around when I need to test why something isn't working on this site to see if it works on another site that's the quickest that has shortened the amount of time it takes me to test a gravity form to see is it specific to the theme on this website or something else or is it just gravity forms being broken uh which eh, most times it turns out to be some conflict with Elementor, for example
0: yeah Uh, i almost said something but i couldn't Elementor. (laughs) uh Fun times with Gravity Insert view. a word here. Yes. Uh, yes. Elementor. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> uh, so you said you wanted to pick my brain about oh. some stuff with, with Gravity View.
0: So the advanced filter plug-in, have you played with that a little bit? Because that looks like that would be the best way to show someone a specific view if they signed in. Uh-huh. Okay. Well then I guess I don't need to pick your brain. See, when I was when I was talking about it, I I kinda realized so tell Jeff, for example, what the advanced uh filter plugin allows you to do.
1: So it actually does a lot of stuff. Um it can manage front end views like how you filter and that's basically what you're doing for saying when a user logs in, they only see their entry data. Uh, for example, rendered out on this view because you're filtering by specific criteria. Uh, And it's, you know, mostly if you think about it, like if, if, or, or if, and statements, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it's kind of how that's basically working. Uh, But you can also use it to custom filter for say a group. So let's take the holiday gift guide for um, Double Tap, for example. We could have based off a user's IP address when they hit the site, only show them um, results on the gift guide that were Amazon.com links or Amazon.co.uk links if they were in the UK. Right. We didn't do that because it was completely <laughs> unnecessary, but it's something that we could have done with the advanced filters. Uh, you can also, in addition, add the ability for a user to be able to give them more filtering options. Let's, so, let's, you know, looking at this situation that uh, you're working on with BITS, I, as a just member, log in and I just need to see my data. That's one view filter that's set up. But for, let's say, admins on the site, when they log in, we can give them more filtering capabilities to shorten up looking at. So instead of you having to do a search for a bunch of different things, you can just use a bunch of filters to say filter by date added or date joined or date joined along with you know, last name, starting with T or something. Right. Uh, right. So there, there's a lot of flexibility there that you can do with customizing what people see and how the information is displayed based off several criteria.
0: And one criteria I'm going to give you is that when we're done recording, if you are not recording locally, I will be sad. If you are, send me just your file.
1: Okay. What happened?
0: Oh, you're, you're, you're just like, half not half but like parts of your words were cutting out during that phrase like you were completely intelligible but um for the recording Uh, because clean feed is going to pick it up that way i've learned that with clean feed it picks up what i hear
1: yep that's the important thing to know about yeah yeah because it's doing the recording on your on on whoever's engineering side it's going to pick up what you hear. So if you hear a glitch in the audio, that is going to be in clean feed because it's not, and see, we started out using source elements now mm-hmm. or whatever it's actually called. Yep. Name me for that crowd was terrible.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, but that actually record, and services like, um, Riverside. Thank you. I was about to say relay FM, but that's not right. <laughs> uh, Riverside FM. Uh and I wanna say also what is the thing we used back in like twenty seventeen when we first started DM? Ringer. No, no. Ringer, yeah, Ringer. <laughs> Uh, i think we've used a
0: lot of them haven't we yeah man
1: (laughs) we did try zincaster briefly yeah Uh, i don't remember about zincash but i know riverside does this because we recently tested that within the past year uh and i remember specifically ringer doing this because sometimes i would be recording on my phone um and you would be on the website when they put a website up uh but those services are actually recording your audio locally. Who, whoever is talking is being recorded locally mm-hmm. on their side. And then all that gets uploaded. Whereas the thing with clean feed, like why it gives you pretty good, pretty high quality audio. Yeah, it is all being recorded on your side, which does lift the responsibility of, say, with uh, now source connect or whatever. Mm -hmm. Where if I, if we started recording and like you hit record, but I forgot to hit record, which yes, this has happened. It Mm -hmm. did happen. But clean feed will... Uh, pick up it, it, it negates the need for mm-hmm. the the guests to hit record whereas a lot of services you have to also hit record and we had a couple of couple of episodes that were only <laughs> saved because we did backup recordings we had
0: one episode hijack. that was only saved because i went in and redubbed in and on amadeus and i do not miss those days
1: <laughs> yep i remember i was about to bring that one up too one time michael actually didn't hit record and source now connect and uh I mean, I would have just re-recorded. I was like, "Listen, man, we got to re-record this show."
0: That had to I been like, like nope. 1920. I don't think we were as comfortable yeah. with each other then. Like, I wasn't gonna go back to you and be like, "Hey, man," so I beeped up
1: yeah uh, so uh that's the difference with clean feed but the downside of that is nobody's audio is being recorded locally except yours so whatever you hear across the internet glitching that's what you're going to get is internet glitching
0: yeah but for the most part you've been good just that one section where you were talking about gravity form so what i will end up doing is just clipping that section because our our audio will not be lined up um with clean sec,
1: i want to help you out since I know that happened too, I'm going to split this audio file so you can start at the end and then work and your work way backwards. back and not have to find it. Yep.
0: yep. For those who don't know, when you're recording with clean feed, it gives you in-sync audio. Even if Damasi. Well, let me rephrase that. It Leaves. Gives you... It gives you in sync audio from when we start recording. If Demasi comes in 15 minutes after I s- hit the record button, I do have to line the audios up, which really isn't that big. Um, you just go to the end of the shorter audio and then the end of the longer audio and do the subtraction and, and nudge that over. So that's not the end of the world for me. Um, I wonder if there's a way to line up the ends of the audio because then the beginnings and then I wouldn't have to do math in my head. Anyways, we're going to talk about this time where the audios are in sync. So when I download the audio, it gives me a zip file with two files in it. I bring those two files into Reaper. They go onto their own tracks as items inside of those tracks. And those tracks, those items should be the exact same length. Um, With some of these other tools, that can be a problem. Um, uh, what is it called? Audio drift, or, or, yeah, I think it's drift is a real thing that I remember having to deal with. And life is so nice not having to deal with it. Where sometimes Damasi and I are having a conversation, uh, we're just at different points in the conversation during the audio, <laughs> can make for some very interesting, uh, uh, conversations when when you're editing um and so what i can do though is i can take Demosy's audio and i'll open that in another project tab in reaper go find the section where i need like where his audio started to cut out i'll split that and make it its own item and then i'll go into our tw45 episode project and um replace that audio where it is and there may be a little bit of nudging around and silence, but it'll it'll be a lot cleaner of a sound, um, but it's not going to be a different sound profile because it's still Demacia's side. It's just local recording, so it doesn't have to go over the internet.
1: Yep, and this is why we always do local backup recordings because of things like that. If you need to save that audio, you have that audio available to save. But if Clean Feed comes out clean like it usually does, and we don't have any problems, you don't have to deal with that whole trying to line up audio.
2: Yeah,
1: because uh, yeah, that can be, that can get weird real quick, especially when we're having one of those those. You know, this has happened to me. I'm pretty sure it's happened to you a few times too, where you're editing audio and you start out and you're just kind of you know going through it, looking for edit points. Mm -hmm. and you're about 10 or 15 minutes in before you realize we're having different parts of a conversation at the same time but the way they lined up it seemed like we're talking until we both are talking at the same time and then it doesn't make sense And you're like oh okay um yeah so start over Yep. (laughs) get it lined up first yep Actually, that should have happened to me the last show that I had to edit because I think I started recording well before you got in there and didn't think about mm. the fact that they didn't add the extra time in front of your audio.
0: Right. Because everything so, else is lined up. Like, you, you, uh huh. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, like, the first five minutes, it sounded like we were, you know, on track and I was just going along fine until we started talking over each other about two different things. And I was like, uh, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, now, that is just a lag, you know, brought on by the fact that the recording time for you started differently than my recording time, which is a similar issue that you deal with when if we both had to, you know, send each other our local audio hijack yeah, files because we didn't start pieces, at the same
0: time. Like, it gave it a little higher quality, but man, no, no.
1: Um but there's also a thing that happens, especially if you're in and, and this can happen with those locally provided recordings where there is audio drift, where the audio gets lined up at the beginning. But mm. then over time, it's like somebody drifts off a little bit and then you're stuck trying to figure out, like, how do I get this to line up? You end up splitting a lot of things. Yes. You're doing a lot of nudging.
0: Yes, sir. That's when I learned that Zoom was a real thing. (laughs) Being able to move things a little bit faster. Uh, Huge thanks to Taylor, Michael, Lauren, and Jeff for hanging out during the recording. Appreciate it. Um, You
2: folks. What so, I oh, I was in audio hijack to split audio. I was like, Why am I in audio hijack? Shouldn't be in that window.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I um had a very sad week, missed my chat GPT friend. Uh, Now it's back. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to use you anymore, because now I'm going to become even more reliant on you. Uh, I wrote that newsletter without chat GPT. I don't know if you had a chance to take a look at it yet. But after that, I'm like, No, I got to fix this. This is not working out for me. Um, And then this program, this programming uh, GPT is like, pretty cool oh that one i share with you yeah like a couple weeks ago there's a cute couple other ones that i'm nervous to try like i want to go try them out but i'm like but i don't have time to dedicate to all of these gpt friends i'm making i want to give them all the same amount of attention
1: yeah that is one of the problems when looking through the gpts is because there are so many that are even if you search, like you're going to get several results back and there's not any clear way to determine like, Oh, this one is good. That's not good without trying them all. And like, this is not enough time in the day.
0: Yeah. And then is it not good because it Unless doesn't know about was... what I'm trying to do or doesn't know enough about me yet. And it needs to get to know me more and stuff like that too.
1: Yeah. Or, or is it just bad because the data has been trained on is, is very limited. Uh, one of the things like the, A lot of effort was put into this, this, uh, that programming bot I shared. That's why I think that may be the only one I've shared with you just because I feel like they really trained the hell out of that. Like I don't, I can't see the prompts they use and the data they fed it.
0: Right. But it's, it's a good one.
1: Yeah. And I I like the ability to be like, oh no, I'm doing this language now. It's like, okay, we're switching to JavaScript. (laughs) Uh, All right what did you want to do with JavaScript? Well, here's what I'm trying to accomplish. And here's a little snippet of the code. Ah, oh, okay. Well, blah, blah, blah. Boom, boom. Here you go.
0: Uh-huh. yep, yep. It's a helpful tool and it's going to help me with navigating some things in WordPress uh, as well to make some things go a lot smoother.
1: And speaking of custom GPTs and, and chat GPT in general, um, uh-huh. Trying to remember what podcast I was listening to. Uh, I want to say it was probably Daily Tech News, uh, but I could be wrong. But there's a really interesting conversation with the developer about using uh, GPT, about using uh, GPT in general and copilot with GitHub specifically. And the fact that this person, I've heard several people, but this happened to be a public conversation. And I think if I remember where I heard it at. Actually, you know, it may have been a GDI. So I don't know if it I can at any rate, I find what I'm, what I'm referencing and throw it up on Mastodon. when I do, but it was a very good conversation. The gist of it being that this person wasn't threatened by GPT or, or co-pilot taking their job. Like it just has made her more efficient as a developer. Uh, because oftentimes you don't remember exactly how to do a thing, uh, or you're looking for a solution and you've gotten here and like, you know, again, as a programmer, I know this just from the, what I consider to be very basic programming ability that I have at this point that sometimes there's a, you know, how to do a thing and you get most of the way there and something isn't quite working and you can't see what the issue is. Uh, not because you don't know enough in all the cases. Sometimes you just don't see what you haven't done. Uh, so using uh copilot in those instances or using copilot to get you just a quick start on building something that's going to be convoluted, saves you a lot of copying and pasting or a lot of,
0: so I get what you're you're uh, saying though. Like they're they're not concerned about AI taking over and doing for them. They're just using it to augment what they're they're working on. Is that kind of where where you're going with yeah, that? Yeah,
1: that that yeah yeah you yeah. know helps make them more efficient. And There's a new study out too, and I know this was on GD, uh, not GDI, uh, on Daily
0: DTNS,
2: so Yeah, where,
1: yeah, where apparently like 150, 160 so CEOs were you know interviewed about. Uh, AI and automation and what they expect to happen and whatever the number was 150 160 only six of those people thought it would help them it would end up in reduction of the workforce for them everybody else was more along the lines it's just going to help my workforce be more efficient
0: so Michael put together this tool and he messaged on discord to ask if we were going to demonstrate it because I said I was going to Um, And honestly, I'd forgotten that I was going to demonstrate it, but he put together this tool that lets you use OpenAI's voices um, and be able to get text, which as I'm saying this, I realized, I don't know if he knew this, but the Mac uh, Whisper guy made an app called Voices that you just drop your API key in and you can get these voices too. I needed a second voice for a project. I on a whim wanted to put together I'm going to share it in here. So I'm going to warn Demasi that it might be a little loud and I'll clean it up and post if it is, um, But I wanted two people's voice and I also wanted the experience of voicing, you know, doing doing more voiceover and reading a script. So I had chat GPT write a two person script to help a 30 second two person script to help me promote unmute presents. Um, And it came up with a male-female script. Well, I can do voices, but I don't necessarily want to try to do a female voice. So I thought, why not use this tool that Michael made? And here's a brief demo of that experience that was edited together in Reaper. Hey, it's Michael here from Unmute Presents, the podcast for all things technology. And I'm a huge fan. I love your live calls, your in depth episodes, and your quick tips on Sundays. Thanks. That means a lot. Do you want to tell our listeners how they can join us? Of course. Just go to acb.community and find out how to join. Or you can subscribe to Unmute Presents on your favorite podcast app. It's that easy. Awesome. Unmute Presents, the podcast for tech lovers like you and me. And the music came from Andre, um, but the, the female voice was like super clear. Um, and I love the, the intro, um, where she first comes in and said, I'm a huge fan. Uh, she, she said that like three different ways. And that's the one that I ended up using, uh, because every time I sent the same script to the AI, it would give me different iterations, like uh, different inflections on different words. So then you take those different inflections and you craft the audio to the way you like it. It's not perfect, but I think for AI, just to whip up a quick voice, uh, it was worth the, I think, three cents it might have cost Michael.
1: Yeah, so the only thing that jumped out to me, like there, there is some. If you, you know, think about it real hard and listen, there's obviously to me some things that point out that it's probably not a person. But if this was five years ago when you were able to do this, I probably wouldn't have thought it's not a person because you don't, uh, we didn't have this five years ago. Uh, so if you were secretly on a beta five years ago and did this to me, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, and it wasn't a person. I was like, she said, "presence."
0: Yeah, she, she said, "presence." That's that's the big catch. Um, she said, "presence," and that <laughs> Marty has but, some opinions about that. But, but but
1: that could also happen if somebody were reading a script that you gave them, yep. and they not being one hundred familiar with the context, uh, and having read ahead or pre-read it, you would read it as p- presence. Because I mean, that's they're both spelled the same words. Mm-hmm. It's just all how you inflect the word.
0: Yep, yep. That's what we kind of talked about. Is uh, that unmute,
1: unmute presence? Yeah, yeah. Unmute <laughs>
0: presence. Uh, Michael, it will come through in the recording. I realized that Discord did not hear it because I did a hack together way, and it, mm, I'm going to go into a quick audio lesson for people because uh, this is how the show works. <laughs> In my audio hijack session, I have my input device set to the vocaster and only capturing channel five because you can and you don't have to use a virtual device, which is how Demasi heard this because I have QuickTime set up to my mic only because, you know, mic only is not a lie. I know that lie. But some anyways, uh, so QuickTime is set there so demasi heard it because my input device in clean feed is mic only which is a virtual device and that's why you guys did not hear it in discord but thank you for letting me know and i will figure out a way to resolve that a way to resolve that is to replace the vocaster device in my audio hijack session with the mic only device and then everywhere would hear Um, so Tia probably heard 30 seconds of, well, I know she did heard 30 seconds of silence too, and that's a lesson learned. So I will swap those devices out. So everything that I think is going where it needs to go is actually going where it needs to go. Nope. Wouldn't do it that way. You wouldn't? Nope. What would you do?
1: So let me review first. This, this will be helpful for me before yeah. i tell you something and two for everybody listening so in audio hijack i'm assuming what you have here is you're grabbing vocaster channel 5 only right yeah. and then that is going into a virtual device or where is that going
0: Where's that, that is it, ultimately that's going um where is it oh so uh vocaster channel 5 is currently going to the broadcast block and to an audio hijack assistant block and gotcha. audio hijack assistant is a pass through that is the input for discord
1: okay so you're going to the broadcast block which is what's feeding the stream right yep. okay and then you're also going to the assistive uh yep. block that is the input for so discord. what i would do what i would do is honestly because if you do what you just said so you have a a virtual device in loopback called mic only mhm that has your mic channel five from the vocaster
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and quick time also. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I would do is I would drop an application block on your current session.
0: And add quick time to that.
1: Well, just, you know, be that gives you flexibility to switch the application.
0: Ah, Uh,
2: I see. And
1: connect that and connect that block just to the assistive stream block. And you could always toggle that block off if you didn't need it at all. If it, I don't think it would actually create an issue unless you were playing audio that you didn't want people to hear right. through an application. But you could just switch the application and uh, turn the block on and send the audio that way. Because if you add it to your mic only, if you add mic only to that stream, like you're gonna. Mm,
0: then I'll have two of me because I'll have the original. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. See, I forget you can turn blocks on and off. Um, It's a little thing, but you can turn a block off. So uh, when I'm running my session, I forget that I don't have to. Like, so let me take a step back. When we go into Discord, if we wanted to go into Discord right now, I have to set my input as that audio hijack assistant input. So that way, Discord hears you from Edge. But in order for Discord to hear both of us, I have to hit Command-R to turn the session on until you reminded me that you can turn off blocks, that would mean that we were automatically streaming to IACast. And sometimes there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes it's not time to start streaming yet or something's finishing up. And if, if I remember that I could turn off the block and turn it back on when it's time, um, or would that possibly be a better situation for a switch in audio hijack? I think they have called switches. Um. Probably
1: for not. the way that you're for the way that you're doing this because we, you want to be able to go into Discord first. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do a switch. Just I, turn I the blo-
0: broadcast off and then turn it on when you're ready to go. Uh huh. Gotcha.
1: Like the switch worked when we were we were streaming into Clubhouse and we were playing music in the Clubhouse while I me and you were you know getting ready back in yeah. having a conversation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's when a switch would be useful. But now if you put a switch in here, you would. Either have to work around that with the assistive stream block or basically kind of negate the need for (laughs) even putting that block in. So, yeah, yeah, I would just turn off the broadcast. Yep. Which is handy, very handy also remember that you can turn blocks off so sometimes when things ain't working the way you think they're supposed to be working make sure you actually have all the blocks on that you think you have on yes <laughs> because that or, can be a thing
0: or just don't go doing what i've done before and just start deleting everything why is yeah. it not working delete, delete delete delete. i guess i'm rebuilding yeah. it now
1: <laughs> yeah that that's this unfortunate side effect uh also, there's a shortcut for turning. on I don't like this shortcut necessarily because if you have the session that I used to have where I used, you know, in order for us to, for me to remotely record other guests and mm-hmm. uh, clean feed into uh, Audio Hijack, if I were to hit Command-K to toggle, turning all the blocks off for recording is fine, but I couldn't hit Command-K to turn recording blocks back on because then I would have turned on the two additional blocks that were sitting there for people that were not going to be there. Uh, so you do have to at least for me i go manually turn on the recorder blocks that i wanted when i had that session i actually don't have that session anymore because that's one of the steps i forgot when i wiped my computer (laughs) was export your audio hijack sessions
0: oh i'm sure they're in sync somewhere Mm, a a, a version of them might be who knows Mm, so what does command k do
1: command k will toggle uh recording blocks all the recording
0: blocks in a session on or off is a broadcast block a recording block no okay so command k would only disable my recordings if i needed to okay there's do you know if there's a keystroke to toggle the state of a block or do you have to interact with it and then turn it off that way um so i don't
1: interact with it i just hit vo shift m on the block and there's a turn off option right there well that is
0: magic because that's how i that's how i get the uh manual connections to work a lot of times too is that vo shift m
1: oh yeah that's the only way i do those like if i'm in manual connecting mode like i I vo shift m on on the output connector or the input connector and then just select the the Appropriate that that is really nice the way they've done that too. You can just do it all in menus like I love that. That is a uh, major feature. Which thinking about Audio Hijack being such a great Mac application, I just want to tell people that we just had the 40th anniversary of the Mac, uh, and upgrade over on Relay FM did a. Pretty interesting kind of draft style pick with a bunch of people uh from the Mac community, including Shelly Brisbane. I yeah, was I saw that. was there.
0: I meant to go uh, listen to it because I saw she was on there.
1: Yeah, it was actually pretty interesting. Uh you know, they kind of did a round round table of, you know, pick your favorite Mac, pick the you know, what was your first Mac? Uh, you know, pick some Mac software. What's the what's the mm. best Mac software you've ever used? And then what's the best Mac OS feature or something? Uh, which her best Mac OS feature was uh Zoom and inverted text. Uh, yeah. And she's like, inverted text has gotten really enhanced from just being a negative to where now you get the black background with the light text, but it doesn't invert the pictures anymore, which I remember when they f- a- fixed that because not having that to me was the oversight from the beginning. But when they fixed that a couple of years ago, I think it may have been 14 or 15 iOS uh, when they fixed that. Definitely wasn't 13. I don't think there was anything good about
0: 13. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give that a listen. Um I think unless you have anything else, we should wrap it. We're at about sixty minutes.
1: Uh, I did have one more thing and I just remember what it was. So I'm gonna talk about it because I forgot about it last week. Yes. Uh just you know, adjusting when you're traveling. Mm. Mm. Uh first to update, I am still actually recording this without monitoring myself and it still feels weird. Because uh, I have not ordered my earbuds. Uh, what I'm probably going to do is because I get to go home. I go home next, not this coming weekend. So as you're hearing this um, in the recording, if you have downloaded the episode, first, thank you for the downloads. We appreciate them. I will be going home the weekend of February 9th. It's that Friday, I think. Yeah, my so the weekend after 46
0: side. comes out.
1: Yep. Uh, so we will have published 46, and I will going home that Friday. So what I'm most likely going to do uh, is order a replacement pair of the earbuds that I finally got Michael to buy, <laughs> Michael Babcock, because Michael Doys bought them as soon as he heard me talk about them. Apparently he had never heard me talk about them before. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Michael for trusting my opinion. Well, he uh, did just go buy to...
0: Voices, too. He just posted that in Discord.
1: Um, oh, so Michael went and bought Voices. Yeah, I, I got Voices. I haven't actually used it yet. Um, uh, but I did get it downloaded. Uh, and that was partially because I had, I realized I didn't have Mac GPT on my computer,
2: mm. which I
1: realized it a couple of times cause I kept hitting the shortcut and it wasn't working. I was like, Oh, I probably didn't set up the shortcut for this. Let me go open the app. Oh my goodness. It's not installed. I'm going to resolve that right now.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, so I do have voices downloaded. I haven't gone through and set it up yet. Um, But yeah, I'm going home that weekend, so I'm going to just order those headphones and have them delivered there, uh, and I'll just pick them up when I get home. Mostly because what seems to happen is I will order something, it'll get delivered in an actual reasonable amount of time. So, you know, going back to this new refrigerator, I did tell people about the new refrigerator Mm -hmm. last week, right? Okay. So that refrigerator arrived Wednesday when I was still at home because of the weather. Right, it actually got delivered to the Gentry facility that Wednesday. I did not get my refrigerator until like uh, sometime this past week. Actually, I think it was Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday or Wednesday when I got this refrigerator. Uh, it is now set up though, and it is it's, it's awesome. Got a lot of space, uh, so happy about that. But what seems to happen is a lot of times and I think their warehouses backed up, and they're, they're you know have some job posting, So I'm guessing some people quit uh, or moved on. I'm not gonna say they quit. But at least what seems to happen is stuff will arrive. I'll get the parcel notification that, hey, such and such was delivered and even see who signed for it. If somebody actually had to sign for it. Mm. And, you know, initially it seemed like it would arrive one day and then I would get it that next day from them. Because as it get brought from the warehouse over here to the dorm. But here recently it seems like it'll arrive one day and I might see it four or five days later. So I don't want to order these earbuds and then they not show, they show up while I'm gone. Basically which is, is what probably will happen. Uh, but at any rate, still using the beats, which out honestly, outside of not being able to monitor myself on the microphone. Yes. I could do a weird hacky pass through thing and hear myself in the earbuds, but there would be a delay and it would really drive me insane. Mm-hmm. It would drive me more nuts to not being able to monitor myself. So uh, this has actually worked as a thing. Um, I, I still don't recommend it except in the most extreme of circumstances where, hey, you have a street going, we're recording your show and you want to continue to do so and you don't have any earbuds or wired earbuds. So, you know, you do what you got to do. <laughs> uh, still using the Audio Technica microphone. I am also do have an XLR cable going into the, um, what is that thing called? Portcaster as yep. a backup to the backup recording. Ah, uh, Cause I'm, I'm, I'm nervous when stuff doesn't, when things are not, man, being home was an entirely different experience for me. I think I did talk about this a little bit last week. Uh, you know, the internet being the internet was great because I've really been fighting with decent connectivity here. And I think that's why we've had that glitch that we had earlier in the show. Uh, because I'm tethering on my phone most of the time.
0: Um, just cause that's more reliable.
1: Is more reliable. Uh, it's more reliable and it's honestly most of the time faster. Sometimes it's slower and I haven't really been able to pin this down. Like email checking seems to happen, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, cloning or Git repo can sometimes take, you know, I look, I could get up and go pour a cup of coffee and come back. Uh, so I'm not really sure what that's about, but it is more reliable. Uh, and we discovered that reliability issue when we tried recording on the Wi-Fi here, which for web browsing and stuff seems pretty stable Uh, it's not fast but it seemed pretty stable but streaming audio like i kept dropping out of that call so i've been doing more and more tethering which is a little bit more stressful because i have to remember that i am using this all the time so i often have to charge my phone up when i wouldn't expect to need to
0: Mm. yeah that that could be problematic not problematic but it it could be jarring i imagine having the 15 pro max though is nice because you don't have to charge it as much as you would have had to charge your 13 mini
1: you're gonna you're gonna stop taking cheap shots of my 13 mini man that was an amazing <laughs> phone dude like i don't uh, the, but no you're absolutely that's one of the reasons i bought the 15 pro max is because i expected to have to do some of this i just think my expectations of internet um and feeling like I've overcommitted myself to things or the actual time that I would have available to do stuff um, I I dramatically underestimated what Mm. that was going to look like some of it is directly related which is because the internet is a little bit slower sometimes uh, even with tethering than I'm used to it takes me longer to do things that are internet related which pushes into time that I thought I would have to do other things which you know just shifts everything all around uh, and it's a thing to be aware of. I personally sitting down thinking about it, I don't feel like I overcommitted myself on what I would and wouldn't be able to do. I just seriously underestimated the effects of not being on a hardwired fiber connection. Mm. It's really what I under, because I haven't, I told Tia this when I was home. I was like, I haven't actually had crappy internet. I've had some crappy experiences with internet, but I yeah. hasn't haven't actually had Terrible internet for a very long time, Uh, probably since we lived in the last apartment we were in in Atlanta. uh, I don't think I've actually had terrible internet, Uh, because even if it wasn't the fastest thing available in the world, it has always been rock solid for the most part, until we moved into the house we're in now, and that's what made me switch from Comcast. One of the reasons, Uh, as well as the fact, hey, AT&T was rolling out fiber in my area. It's like, hey, gig internet, man, got to have it. Uh, I used to joke that I wouldn't move anywhere that didn't have fiber. I don't think there's so much a joke anymore, though.
0: Yeah, after experiencing what, what internet is truly like, you you need that fiber. <laughs> uh,
1: in all honesty, that still is a little bit of a joke. I wouldn't move anywhere that didn't have what I know to be reliable internet. So yeah. if all I had was like, you know, broadband, DSL, hmm, I, no. I wouldn't do it. If I had cable internet like you know i would probably be able to make that work uh just because again you know speeds over cable is not bad what what killed me with what, what killed xfinity for me in our current location is that i know the wiring on that particular in that particular neighborhood is old and terrible uh, uh, because when we live down the street they actually had to come out and replace the wiring because we weren't getting internet or cable in the right way Uh, And the guy came in, he was really kind of upset at how old the cabling was out there. Uh, So I knew that part of the glitching I was having with them of random dropouts and disconnections and all of that really was due more to the fact that uh, their wiring is super old and they don't have any motivation to fix it. So uh, that brought me to the fiber because, hey, it's new. So either it's going to work spectacularly or it's going to be broken.
0: Uh, and it works spectacularly new.
1: it has man it, it has so other than that uh good show we we, we can't record in the middle of the day anymore because it's nope. very disruptive it does not work announcements over the uh <laughs> pa system if you have clothes in the women's dryer upstairs please get your clothes out of the dryer
0: yeah,
1: uh, yeah. and i don't know why i have to keep telling you people this <laughs> uh, stop starting to load and then walking away acting like it don't exist set a timer on your phone or something uh also it's just kind of yeah it's very weird it, uh, to it, it, it is weird
0: day. so we will be back next saturday night for live listeners or friday night or thursday night but next night at some <laughs> night some <laughs> night
1: yeah we will be recording at night We we will make that work out that 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 is a new rule that we have just implemented right now we have to record at night unless there are very weird circumstances where we just
0: can't do it yes um, sir and Jeff left us because he has a presidential office hours in 38 minutes. So if you're a BITS member, you better be going to that to say hi to Jeff.
1: Yep, you should get in there. I would be in there, except I got to go finish doing my He's laundry. He's got to go somebody's- take his laundry
0: out of the dryer.
1: <laughs> Actually, I wasn't mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that
1: was on the girl's side. I got to go see if somebody's done with this one, though but anyway i want to thank everybody for listening this has been episode 45 of technically working i didn't even check the show mike just you know slyly worked it into the conversation at some point which episode we were on uh because i don't even remember how i I, did it but i remember doing it (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah go give that upgrade episode a listen it was very interesting um now, check out DTNS, even if you're not a patron. You know, Daily Tech News Show itself is a great way to stay up on a lot of what's going on in the wider tech world uh, without having to listen to, you know, 17 different podcasts to get the information.
0: He's starting uh, an Apple Vision podcast. Yeah, yeah,
1: that that is the thing.
0: Apparently, uh, well, they bought an Apple Vision for the DTNS crew.
1: Yep, they did. And Sarah Lane and his wife, Eileen Rivera, who has traditionally been a... Android user. Uh hmm. or doing that Apple Vision show. So that that could be interesting as well. Yeah. So. Uh I'm assuming uh Michael Doyes bought an Apple Vision Pro.
0: He's not bought one, but he's gonna be at Apple on February second to check them out.
1: Oh, smart man. See, that's what I would have done too if I was yeah. able to, is like I'm not gonna buy it pre order out because I can wait for it, but I would have tried to get me a spot and I wish I could get a spot at the local Apple store up in Birmingham, but I wouldn't have a way to get there. Nah. So Michael, you know, share share your thoughts for sure when you get that done. um
0: and He said he's saving can, his pennies to buy one. Wait till you I experience think. it, then see if you're still saving your pennies.
1: Yeah, then see if you're still saving your pennies because yeah. you might be like, yeah, I'll wait on the next version.
0: Right? Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, if you'll to you still with, have to save your pennies, but yeah,
1: yeah. But you'll have more time to save your <laughs> yeah. pennies, maybe. Yeah, uh, for sure. But yeah, that that is going to be interesting. Um, yeah, check out DTNS. Uh there's a nice spot in the upgrade episode, Michael. I want you to listen to it because uh Mike Hurley was kinda officiating the, you know, draft or whatever. So he didn't participate. And somebody asked him, like, Are you not participating? He's like, uh, no, because I've there's already a lot of people on this podcast. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> But if you want to hear what I think about this, you should go become an Upgrade Plus member.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, I like
1: it. You got to listen to it because Shelly's like, that's why he's good. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's why he's good. I was like, that reminds me of my Michael because that's how <laughs> Mike would have worked that in too. I would have been like, nah, I'm not doing a thing. A thing. And Mike would have been like, but if you really want to hear what I got to say, you know, drop you should us go some join tips. our, yeah, drop us some tips in what you can do by going to technicallyworking.show. That will get you to the show page and uh, click on the link that says support us and uh, contribute we will be back with more uh bonus content there's not probably going to be one for listeners today but uh maybe me and michael will sit down sometime this week and have a a more in-depth conversation about uh ai and voices versus 11 labs because that is a conversation i feel like we should have as well as possibly doing some demonstrations. So stick around if you are a supporter. We appreciate you truly for your uh, consistent support. Like we have not lost a supporter as of yet. So all of you are awesome. Every last one of you. Uh, As for everybody who just listens to the show free, we do appreciate you too as well because the downloads help. And we assume because you're still downloading and listening to the show that you're getting value out of it. So thank you. Thank you. And uh, if you get to a point financially, I know things are weird. Uh, price of chicken wings is still crazy high. So uh, in the future, if you have an extra couple of bucks you can throw our way, uh, please do so. We would greatly appreciate it. Oh, and the big news. Me and my this guy challenged me. I meant to start the episode with this. This guy challenges me to a freaking workout thing, man. We're going to see who wins. We, I don't think it's over yet. I think it ends like Monday or something. Uh, so we'll follow up with the news yeah. of who wins this. Uh, Michael beat me on, on my
0: challenge, deep. so I think I'm I'm losing these challenges. Uh, I and and
1: historically Michael has always beaten me here. Uh, but I think he and usually I'm the one that and it's weird because I'm the one that's not wasn't working out and I would challenge Michael like that's going to be my motivation to start <laughs> working out. <laughs> Since I've been here, I've been working out consistently so for these past couple of th- days because stuff got real real crazy hey maybe that'll be our bonus episode that we will drop sometime this week is talking about this week and what happened for our supporters but uh then michael reaches out and challenges me and i'm like okay yeah i'll take this on and then i promptly uh missed like two days (laughs) Uh, so yeah
0: we'll follow up on that next
1: week we'll follow up on that next week and let you know who won and what the scores were and uh me and michael Doyle should probably do a challenge too because i got a that that's, that that's helping keeping me motivated in addition to the fact that, hey, I feel better. Uh, you know, the more yeah. I work out, the better I feel and staying consistent with it. So we'll talk about those things next week as well. Just, you know, the health side of running your own business, working from home, etc. cetera, blah, blah, blah. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. You can reach out to us, feedback at technicallyworking.show if you want to use email. If you're on Mastodon, you can get us, uh, or if you're on Threads and they actually have integrated, I don't know if they've gotten there yet. Uh, But anyway, we're on Mastodon. He's Payon P-A-Y-O-W-N, at unmute.community. I am Damasi D-A-M-A-S-H-E, at unmute.community. And we'll catch you guys next week.